Thanks for tuning in to the Beyond Normal podcast, where we highlight minority business owners and founders, and we use this platform to shed light on their entrepreneur journey. All right, everybody. Uh, thanks for tuning in to the Beyond Normal podcast. I have a very special guest today, uh, Christine Edwards. She is the uh, founder of Amplify Charlotte. I'm not going to do it justice in terms of explaining what you do, Christine. So you want to give the folks uh, uh, a little uh, brief intro around uh, what Amplify Charlotte does? Yes, absolutely. Um, I would love to share. And thank you, um, Kenny, for having me on your podcast and on your Facebook Live. I really do appreciate the opportunity to share, and I hope that those that are watching can gain something from it. So I'm Christine Edwards, and I founded Amplify Charlotte in 2018. To be exact, it was July 11th, 2018, and um, we founded it because there was a need to enhance civic awareness in Charlotte, in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I have a decade-long career in local government outreach work. And what I learned through that work was that I could probably do a better job if I really put my mind to it, right? Do a better job of educating um, and informing the community of how to to really um, amplify their voices. Thanks for that intro there, uh, Christine. Um, I appreciate you giving that background to the folks. And like you said, um, there was something that was calling you to this, it, it was somewhat of a passion for you, um, and in line with your purpose there. I want to take a step back. Were you are you originally from uh, North Carolina? Not originally. I was born in Norfolk, Virginia. You know, stand up seven by seven. But you know, I was born in Virginia. I come from a military um, family. Um, but my mom, myself, my brother, we all moved down to Charlotte when my brother and I were in elementary school. And my mom works in healthcare, so she felt like um, Charlotte was a great place to start over. And so we moved down to Charlotte and, you know, I grew up here and I always just fascinated. I was always fascinated by, you know, the way that the city works and why is it that my neighborhood looks different than other neighborhoods? I always wondered why was it that we had to leave our neighborhood in order to go shopping, go to the grocery store and then come back, you know? And so I got it in me at a, in a, at a young age to really just explore those things um, and then to really want to give back and learn from people who were different from me. So, you know, I'm, I'm not originally from here, but I'm Charlotte's biggest cheerleader. Um, I think that um, in my career also, I think that really is what prompted me to start my business in uh, late 2017. That really is where it all kind of jumped off, you know, late 2017, I was working for a uh, local government and I was working in our outreach department. And as an outreach coordinator, I was responsible for going out to the neighborhoods and just checking in on people and being that neighborhood liaison. And so I happened to go to a neighborhood meeting one night and um, I worked with the uh, HOA leader and she gave me this letter. It was an open letter. It, was kind of wrinkled and crumpled. And she said, can you take a look at this letter? I think I got this letter from the city, but I don't know what it means. I don't know what it says. And so I said, sure, I'll take a look at it. And so when I was looking at the letter, it looked like it was uh, from the zoning department. It looked like one of those zoning letters that had like a map and some symbols on it. Um, and so I tried to decipher what it meant, but I still, 
I still couldn't understand exactly what it was saying, you know? And I have uh, my master's in public administration and I have a decade long career in local government, but I still couldn't decipher what this letter meant, right? And so this is a, a woman who's lived in her home for, you know, close to 20 years. So I took the letter back to a colleague at work and come to find out, um, we, look, we looked at it at, with someone from the planning department and the letter meant that her home or the parcel that her home was on would be rezoned for multifamily. And what that meant was there would be a four-story apartment building built right behind, you know, her house, right in her backyard. And so from that, I was really thinking, wow, why is it that local government um, doesn't necessarily communicate? Why isn't the communication more proactive? At this point, there's nothing that we could really do, you know? And so that's why our motto and our tagline with Amplify is helping communities grow with dignity. Communities are gonna grow. We're gonna grow, we're gonna continue to um, become more urban, um, but we do, we do deserve a level of dignity. No, I appreciate you giving that, that background and you know, uh, what you just touched on. Like you said, in certain instances uh, within the city, you notice that you have to, you know, you have to go outside of your neighborhood to get some of those basic things that are now, you know, you know, household names for you to go to a nice restaurant, for you to go to, um, you know, things, different things in terms of entertainment. You know, those should be right in our community. And if they're not, there's probably some opportunity for someone like you um, and individuals who are passionate about some of those industries to step in. And then that keeps that dollar circulating in our communities, which I know that's a hot topic right now, uh, making sure those dollars uh, feed our communities and they don't necessarily enter our pockets and then go somewhere else immediately. Mm -hmm. All right. So um, you spoke a little bit about, you know, you know, what sparked the idea for you to, you know, hop into it, your purpose around community uh, was interesting. I know that you uh, previously we, we talked and just around you taking the opportunity during COVID-19 um, to, you know, take a gamble on yourself. Can you let the folks know in terms of um, what your thought process was around, um, you know, saying you're gonna, you know, be full-time Amplify um, Charlotte um, during COVID-19 when a lot of people, there's some uncertainty out there. Yes, yes, absolutely. So I'm going to take a step back, back to 2018. So Amplify Charlotte was really just a kind of a civic project that we had between the year of 2018 and 2019. Um, I was fortunate enough to win a grant. And so we won the grant money. It was $5,000 from the Knight Foundation. And so from there, we did this one-year fellowship in the one-year project to increase civic awareness. So from that money, I said, well, that's a a good amount of seed money to start with. And so I ended up creating the website, but I also went and got my LLC because I had an idea that I wanted to, I wanted it to be more, but I wasn't sure what I wanted it to be at the time. And so in 2018, you know, I got the LLC, right? And so during that time, I was still working my full-time job while I was doing that one-year fellowship, right? And so after the one-year fellowship was over, I was starting to think, wow, I really enjoy this work. And people were coming to me and saying, hey, can you do, can you do civics 101 workshops? Can you hold um, public meeting sessions? Can you do a listening session for my neighborhood, right? Um, and so I was thinking, wow, how am I going to manage this all? 
And there's another component that I'm going to add to it later on around getting my business certified, which really kind of put me on the map as well in terms of government certifications. So all of this was happening at the same time. So when 2020 rolls around, I had already had two big clients under my belt that um, I served under the name Amplify Consulting. And um, so I already had success a little bit there. And so I was thinking already, I was thinking to myself already, maybe 2020 is the year that I go full-time in my business. Maybe 2020 is the year that I leave my job. And so in January, things were looking really good. Things were looking up. Um, and so I told myself, you know, if I get into this leadership program, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go full-time and I'm going to go all in. And so things are going good, right? And then March hits and then COVID-19 hits and everything is shut down completely, right? And so I think that myself and a lot of business owners um, experienced this towards the beginning of the year where a lot of their projects were canceled. There was just a lot of uncertainty. And so we really didn't know what was going to happen. So because of the type of work that I do though, because Amplify is a social impact firm and because we are nimble, I'm, in, I'm a solopreneur right now and I'm nimble, I was able to react to what the economy needed and I was able to react to what I could do with my own personal economy, right? Mm -hmm. And so when I talk about the idea of a personal economy, it's about how can I sustain myself? How can I sustain my business and my overhead and then think about the future? So I guess it was June, July rolled around and I was still working my full-time job, which was quite stressful because it was government and I worked in communication. So we were responsible for the COVID-19 response. It was, oh, wow. quite, yeah, for our community it was quite stressful, but I have so much respect for them. So, so much respect because they're doing such a great job. Um, and so June came around and I actually hit a revenue goal. I hit a major revenue goal in my business. And I said, Ooh, I got a six month runway. What can I do with it? And so then July hit. And I don't know if you know, June and July were very, very difficult times to be black in America and to be black and having to go to work and to be black and female and going to work for a public sector agency. And it just started to become a lot. And so I don't wanna say too much, but the environment that I was working in became quite toxic. And so I decided that it was time for me to go. I had a six month runway. Um, and so I, like you said, I just, I took a bet on myself and I took a gamble on myself and decided to do that. And uh, one last thing I'm going to say is um, my dad, he, when I first started my business and I was telling him about, you know, some of my ideas, he said, keep at it. Your bonanza is going to hit one day. Because, mm -hmm. you know, if you, go, if you ever go to the casino, you can't win unless you play, right? And so that's what happened. I, my last day at work was August 11th. And so I've been a full-time entrepreneur since then. I appreciate that. And I like that note at the end, just around the bonanza, right? It's now is a, a time where people are figuring out how they can take those gambles on themselves. And you don't lose when you're taking it. It's your money. You know, it's your time. It's your resources. When you're putting into it, you know, your, your sweat equity, 
you're going to get something out of it that, you know, you're, you're going to be proud of nine times out of 10. And, you know, nobody can discredit that. Nobody can devalue that because that, that comes from within. So uh, Pops was uh, spot on with that feedback. He has some good advice. He really does. Yes. yes. <laughs> I love hearing that. Um, okay. And so um, you, you touched on a lot around, uh, you know, you kind of giving yourself these milestones as you were going through um, and figuring out how you could do uh, your, you know, Amplify Charlotte full time. So, you know, what are some of those things that you uh, learned throughout the process of running your business, setting it up um, that you would have uh, liked to know, you know, at the beginning of the process um, that would have maybe helped you accelerate or, you know, just helped you along the process. And I call this this part um, when I ask this question to folks, you know, um, this is more so getting along the lines and, you know, where did you take your lumps and kind of learn from those situations to become a bit better business uh, owner entrepreneur that you, you probably could have leveraged uh, earlier on in the process? Definitely. So I think early on, if I could do anything differently, I would probably get my first client first mm. instead of setting up my brand first. And the reason behind that is because when I first started in 2018, it was a grant-sponsored project. You know, the money was there. And so I already had the capital I needed in order to get the project done. But then moving into 2019, people did not realize that I was a for-profit business. Mm. I was still going based off of that Amplify Charlotte branding, where truly it's Amplify Consulting. And so if I could do it differently, I would probably get my client first before I set up my website and my branding and all that stuff first. Um, the other thing that I learned is, for example, for really understanding your business model and not trying to follow what everybody else is doing. I have a service-based business. You know, I'm, I'm a service provider. I provide direct consulting services. I don't have a product, Right. I'm my own product. I am, I'm a product in terms of being a speaker and sharing my knowledge, but my business model is based on the service that I provide. And so back in 2018 through 2019, I was actually involved in, in a couple of incubator programs. I was involved in a, an accelerator program locally here in Charlotte. Um, and I did a pitch competition, right? And so that was valuable to me because I learned how to talk about my business. But at the same time, it wasn't really the right environment for me. It really wasn't. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the right environment for my business model. So I would just not look at what other people are doing. Study, 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 study who your customer is and study who your people are. Because in my consulting practice, my customer is B2B. So that's business to business. I don't provide direct um, support to consumers, right? I do have a product that I'm getting ready to launch that, that provides direct support to people. But in my consulting practice, I'm a B2B business. And so if I had a better understanding of that early on, I feel like I would have a lot more clarity and I might even be further than I am now. Mm, that's interesting. And I think that uh, that B2B space, like you said, you got to kind of be laser focused when you're when you're speaking to business owners and not necessarily muddy the waters with some of that consumer messaging, because you speaking to me, Kenny, as the consumer is different 
than you know Kenny, the 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 guy who owns a restaurant. Kenny, the guy who, who who's got employees. Exactly. Um, those are just different conversations that you have. Um, so it, I appreciate you sharing that nugget there because people think that you got to boil the ocean right a lot of times, and it you, yeah. you, know, you know you usually okay. typically once you find your niche. That's when you you figure you you figure out your groove. So um. that was my word of 2020. My 2020 word is focus. My mm-hmm. 2019 word was abundance. In 2019, let me tell you, it was very abundant. It was very abundant for me and my business. And now I'm taking everything that I learned from last year and trying to focus and really hone in on the processes that work, so that I can scale those processes. Got it. And so, you know, you, you touched on something there um, around kind of that B2B space right now. And obviously, you know, COVID um, hit us at the beginning of the year, like you said, Q1. What are some of the opportunities I guess you're seeing for the, the business partners that you're, that you're working with um, now that we have kind of normalized somewhat in this COVID environment and just maybe give, give the folks a little bit of, um, a little bit of information around maybe the sentiment of business owners right now. How are they feeling? Um, are they optimistic? Are there still some, some major concerns for the partners that you're, you're having conversations with? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that, I think that what you're doing with your podcast is great because it gives a platform for business owners to really learn from one another and even just the name of it beyond normal. I, back in April, I think it was, I really hated when people would say, this is the new normal, this is the new normal. And I was thinking like, this is not over, we're still in it. This is not the new normal yet, right? But now I'm thinking, man, it's October, we've been in this for a minute, this really might be the new normal now. Um, So I think that the folks that pivoted early on and had a plan early on, I think those are the people that are, are finding success now. Um, I think that business owners that provide that direct to consumer service or those product based businesses, I think they are the ones that are, are having the most more challenges or having the most challenges. Um, also I think that you should be able to pivot and think about how you can serve enterprises and how you can get your company and get your business enterprise ready right? Mm -hmm. And what does that mean? That means you need to have your processes down, you need to have your consistent contact information. Um, And it also means you might need to reposition yourself and reposition the services that you provide. I'll give you a quick example. Um, So I did have a product that we had towards the beginning of the year. And it was, it's still, we still have it. It's called the Civic Kit. It's like a civic toolkit. And it's Mm -hmm. great for neighborhoods. It's great for nonprofits. Um, But that really had to phase out because we're not doing face-to-face contact. We're not Mm -hmm. doing neighborhood meetings like we used to. And so I really had to pivot and think about how can I provide this civic information in a way that can still serve people. And so what I ended up doing was I'm doing civic 101 workshops for Mm -hmm. companies so that their employees can learn how to get involved in the community, right? Um, And so, you know, we really had to pivot early on. And then you also have to really pay attention to what the needs are. I think just kind of paying attention to different contracts that are becoming available and learning how to respond 
to um, contract bid, bid opportunities and things like that. No, I appreciate that. And, you know, everything you said, I 1000% back when it comes to, like you said, whatever the normal situation we're in now with COVID, you know, the businesses that are excelling, like you said, the businesses that are beyond normal, those are the ones that right from the very beginning, they were like, okay, this is the situation. Let me figure out how to make sure I'm still servicing my customers. Um, And a lot of times minority businesses in our communities, you know, they were the first ones to implement some of these. When you think about contactless, when you think about making sure you got hand hand sanitizer galore, like -hmm. some of these little things, right. That where you just got to pivot, you got to figure it out. And you, your, your example of, you know, you can't have neighborhood meetings in person anymore the same way. There's no, there's no contact, there's no breaking Mm -hmm. bread. And so you figured out how to do that virtually, how to make sure that, you know, employees still have an outlet if they want to get involved in their communities. And that's what it really what it's going to be about moving forward. Um, COVID is, it, it's not like COVID is going to be here forever, but the lessons from throughout COVID, you know, that's going to make, you know, some very strong uh, business owners within our community. And a lot of those business owners are minorities. So I totally that. agree. And I'll also say that a lot of the businesses that stepped in, and really took the lead on this stuff are the black owned businesses and they are the minority owned businesses. Um, when I kept, I kept seeing contract, uh, uh, bid requests come through for PPE, right. And mm-hmm. for uh, COVID-19 testing, a lot of these, um, even just a local black owned staffing company, if you have the in- infrastructure already in place, you can pivot, you can pivot. And, and instead of doing, um, instead of doing like leadership staffing or training, maybe you can use what you have and get connected to a medical supplier, mm-hmm. right? Or get connected to um, somebody that supplies PPE equipment. And so just really pivot. And, and I think here in Charlotte, um, a lot of the black owned businesses took the lead on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that, I think that um, we also need to take advantage of the grant funding we need to take advantage of the federal money that's available to us as well. Um, and I really hope that, and I do, I do believe that it inspired a lot of people to get their paperwork in order, right? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're gonna apply to these grants, you have to have your paperwork together. So mm-hmm. I think that we're all moving in a good direction. Yeah, you, you touched on that earlier too with just the business licensing, right? Making sure you have the right, you know, Check, you're checking the box on the right situation so that when that, that money does become available and they say, all right, give me your paperwork, there's no scramble. You got it ready, you're first in line, and then it's just a pretty much, all right, we'll sign the check over and, and, and you can run your business, right? Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. And so COVID-19 is, you know, that's the pandemic that we've been dealing with since March. Some of the conversations around social injustice, that has been the, the second pandemic that is, uh, really defined 2020 for us. And so uh, I'm curious to know, you know, how have these conversations around social injustice, which you have in a community oriented business, you know, how has it um, impacted the projects that you're having, any pros and cons that you, you can uh, shed light on? Oh man, it's been such a big impact. It's been an awesome impact on, on our company because we are a social impact firm and we have an, an agency model. And basically that means we take on projects on a, on a case by case basis and on a project by project basis. And so we, um, 
I saw this RFP, which is a request for proposal. I saw an RFP come through my email and it was for the city of Asheville, North Carolina. And they needed somebody to come in and host uh, community meetings to discuss defunding the police. Mm. So the idea of this racial injustice and police brutality literally like spoke directly to my business. And I was like, oh my God, this is an awesome opportunity to showcase what we can do and to showcase how when you listen to the community, you can, you can build trust, right? And mm -hmm. you can have a better bottom line for your community. And so, so uh, we responded to the proposal. I ended up um, having a business partner join me where we subcontracted. So I was the prime contractor on this project. And I asked someone who had deep, deep experience working with law enforcement and working in community facilitation. And so he came in as a sub and we went for the project together and we won. And mm -hmm. it was just an awesome experience, you know, working with the city of Asheville and, um, Mind you, Asheville is the first, I think one of the first urban cities in the country to promise um, some type of reparations mm -hmm. for the black residents that live there. And I thought that was huge. That's huge because, you know, as a black woman, as a black business owner, of course, that's going to be near, you know, really close to home for me. But at the same time, I had to put a lot of my personal opinions on the sideline you know, when it came to facilitating these sessions and when it came to, you know, just making sure that what we were doing was neutral and fair. Um, and so, you know, when you have the discussion around defunding the police, um, it's kind of a touchy subject. They called it um, reimagining public safety, which I love. I would call it, you know, reimagining policing um, or something like that. And so, yeah, we, we went in, we did six virtual sessions, we did two in-person sessions, um, and we definitely, uh, we, I think we inspired them, we inspired the city council to listen to the community, and the city council decided to move 3% from the police budget. So that's something, right? It's that's a start. Yeah, it's a start. It's nearly $800,000 that they moved from the police budget to other areas in the city where they can provide support for mental health, they can provide support for community outreach. And then at the end of the day, my company is compensated for that work and we add it to our portfolio. So there we go. Yes. <laughs> I love hearing that. And so uh, th I think that is a perfect segue um, for my next question. I like the way that you said we got to make sure that we're spinning some of these uh, narratives that are out there that you know, in, in, the, in social media and just, you know, in the news, right, we're hearing all the bad stuff, right? But from these uh, situations, from these conversations, there is some good, right, coming from that, that example you just gave in Asheville, where um, the, the police department there is trying to figure out how they have a better relationship with the community. Mm -hmm. um, and so thinking along those lines, like, how are you framing up 
um, these conversations that we're having now for your game plan for 2021 and really beyond when it comes to some of the implications from COVID, just from the some of the social conversations that are happening right right now in that example you just gave, and then some of the political pressures mm. that we're now seeing as we get closer to the um, our presidential um, election. So can you kind of give us a, a, a little flavor of how your game plan is looking for 2021 and beyond, given you know the current events that we're, we're dealing with and, and going through in 2020? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. It's also a big question. That's a big question. Um, So thinking about how we can change the narrative around race, I've seen it happen. I've seen a lot of diversity consultants being pulled in a lot of different directions. Um, I really want diversity and inclusion trainers to really really take advantage of this, this situation and, and, and do awesome work, do awesome, awesome work and do work that's going to be sustainable into the future, right? It's not just Juneteenth. It's not just, you know, July 2020, but I am, I really want to inspire and encourage those people who are doing that work um, to make it sustainable and consistent because we really, really need it. We need it in government so bad. Um, But I I only say that to say that that's not my lane. That's not my particular lane, um, diversity consulting. But however, I will tell you, um, you know, being African-American, you know, and, and being a black business owner, it's really good in terms of representation Right. And so I want to encourage people, if you are black and you want to expand your portfolio, go ahead and get certified, get your minority certification. Right. Because that is going to put a gold star on your business when it comes to working with these companies. Go into your um, uh, secretary of state website, you know, go to the state website and find out how to get your minority certification for your state and for your city. Um, Here in Mecklenburg County, it is your MWBE certification. And then for the state of North Carolina, it's actually called HUB, Historically Underutilized Business. Mm. And for the folks that are here joining us on Facebook, I have something y'all can take a look at. This is what it looks like. Can y'all see that? Mm -hmm. So it's HUB, Historically Underutilized Business, you got SBE, which is Small Business Enterprise, MBE, and then MW, which is Minority Women, okay? And so I'm going to leave that up there for a second. And Mm -hmm. I encourage everyone to go ahead and get certified because that's how you can use your, your race and your ethnicity to, again, put a gold star because governments have to set goals in terms of their spending. And governments are gonna be spending regardless. They're gonna continue to spend. There was a billion dollars spent during during our current recession. And even last year, when the government was shut down for 30 days, they kept spending. So that's what I'll say. Number one, if you're a diversity and inclusion consultant, do awesome work. Number two, if you are black and you're a business owner, get certified. If you're a woman and a business owner, get certified. And then number three, because again, this was kind of a big question. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, I'm listening. All right. All right. So last thing I'll say, number three, in terms of like the political involvement, I was super, super lucky and super, super blessed to already have uh, content for civics, right? 
my company is already based on civic awareness and civic involvement. And so I was ready. I was ready to talk about the election. Um, and so the way that we've been doing that is through PR, through public relations, where we are writing about the election, uh, not necessarily the election, we're writing about voting and how to vote. We have been setting up events around voter engagement and so those opportunities don't always lead to payment, but they're a way in order to they're they're a way to increase your brand and expand your brand. Mm-hmm. Now you just dropped all kinds of bars. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Uh, don't worry, guys. Like I'll make sure uh, I'll i post some of this stuff. That was like a Jay Z verse. That was a Nas verse. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, those were bars. I appreciate that though. I appreciate it. And you given that, you know, that full perspective, you know, that's the lens that business owners really got to take moving forward. Mm-hmm. But I love, love, love the way that you are really, everything mm-hmm. is a positive in terms of how you can utilize it for your business. Mm-hmm. And like you said, some of the conversations that we're having right now, they're, you know, they're, they're conversations that align with civic you know, services, their, their conversations that align. You, you mentioned that, that DNI space, diversity and inclusion. That's a big one right now. And like you said, it just takes for people to get that a certification, a license uh, via those, um, those avenues that you laid out uh, for the, to get the ball rolling for you and for you to actually get paid for, yeah. to have some of these conversations. Like you said, we're having them already. Yeah. Why not yeah. um, be a, be a okay. resource? Sorry to cut you off. Um, oh, you're good. I think I just got kind of, you know, it was like serendipity. I got lucky in terms of how, how could I say this? This election season has just been crazy, as that's an understatement. But I kind of got lucky with how crazy the election season is because there was a need. There was a need for somebody to come in and kind of explain, you know, and to cut through the clutter, right? And so I do freelance writing and I contribute to an online publication here in Charlotte. And so there was already that opportunity to write about voting, how to vote, you know, how to cut through the clutter and understand the difference between, you know, mail-in voting, in-person voting, you know, and just bust some of those, those myths. And so um, I just got, got really lucky. And so I'm going to try to take advantage of that and just keep it going, you know, and just try to do more and, and, and do better. Um, yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love, all, I love all the, all the perspective that you were, you, you gave um, the folks. So, you know, in closing, you know, Christine, um, if you could just let everybody know, how they can stay connected with uh, Amplify Consulting um, and all the things that you are working on um, now and then moving forward, um, how they can stay connected as well. Absolutely. So um, you can stay connected with me um, through Facebook. You can find us on Facebook at Amplify CLT. So facebook.com slash Amplify CLT. Please like our page. Please interact with our content. Um, Another way that you can reach us is through our website, amplifycharlotte.com. And if you're interested in learning about getting local government contracts, you can go to our website, getlocalgovernmentcontracts.com. I have a um, virtual strategy session that you can actually sign up for. 
So if you want to know more about whether you, your business is ready for local government contracts, go to this website, getlocalgovernmentcontracts.com. I have a virtual strategy session that you can purchase. If you want $10 off, use the code relationships. Got it. And I'll put all that in the, uh, in the notes as well uh, when, we, when we post this. Uh, so I appreciate all that. You know, you sharing your story as an entrepreneur, Christine, you're doing big things. You're doing great things in the Charlotte community. Mm -hmm. um, you're connecting with the right people. Um, you're expanding, you know, the, uh, the reach of your business. And I appreciate you uh, hopping on the episode, um, being that light for folks who are maybe on the fence about around taking, taking a chance on themselves, gambling on themselves. Like you said, you know, you know, throughout you, you're taking the right gambles on yourself. And that's a consistent theme for me right now. Uh, seeing and uh, highlighting individuals like yourself that are um, taking those gambles on yourself because you cannot lose in that situation. Thank you. Thank uh, you so to the much. Our first, what was that, Christine? Oh, I was just saying thank you. No worries. And uh, for the listeners, uh, Christine is the reason why we have a Facebook Live right now. So uh, appreciate you, Christine, for giving me this idea. Uh, we'll be leveraging this as a, a part of the Beyond Normal platform moving forward. Thanks for tuning in, everybody, to the Beyond Normal podcast. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Beyond Normal podcast. We can be streamed across all major streaming platforms in addition to YouTube. Come back again. Wow.